0: I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I wanna welcome you to my podcast, From Crisis to Connection. Each week on this podcast, my guests and I will give you and your loved ones resources and tools to heal from the crises of infidelity, pornography, abusive behaviors, and betrayal trauma. But we also talk about how to build and maintain healthy connection in your most important relationships. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I'm coming back with part two of my interview with Jody Stewart, my wife, and Jamie Adams, her sister, who are the co-hosts of the podcast Speak Up Sister. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode where we started talking about the nine signals that tell you it's time to speak up and use your voice, then go back and listen to that. We went through the first several of them, and then we broke it up, and this episode is going to be the rest of them. So much great discussion going through these points. If you want to download a handout that they've created of these points, then you can go to their website, speakupsister.net, and they will email it to you directly, and you can check that out. And like we said in the last episode, for some reason there's a little bit of a bug on iOS or iPhones using the Safari browser with their with their website and the download. So if, if you run into that, then just jump on a desktop or a a laptop or probably a tablet and try it that way. And you should be able to get on there and put your email address in and get that handout of these nine items that we're discussing. So we're going to jump right into the interview part two here. If you haven't heard anything about Jamie and Jody and and what they're doing, then go back and listen to the other episode. I'm not going to waste any time. We're just going to jump right in and complete this discussion with these incredible women. So let's dive in. Jody and Jamie from Speak Up Sister. Okay, should we move on to number five? This one says, you are looping through thoughts and feelings of anger, resentment, regret, or guilt that you are unable to work through.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a step bigger than just rumination. These are, this is thoughts accompanied by feelings that just continue. It's the same idea. They just continue to fester and spin and they don't go any, you just can't get any traction but complicated by those feelings specifically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is important to hone in on the strong negative feelings to allow some time to work through that because it's the looping and going through it over and over. That That is a signal. And if you're not clear on what they mean and all that, that's that's a good opportunity to hone some of your personal divine revelation skills and your personal relationship with deity because that's a good way to get clear is to then you know I'm looping here I'm going back through this over and over and over mm-hmm. what could this mean can you teach me help me to help me to sort help me to clarify
1: and you're talking specifically about digging into what does the anger what is mm-hmm. the anger about what is the resentment about mm-hmm. why why can't i get over this guilt mm-hmm.
2: mm. yeah and then then because that just as I guess, in a line of, of clarity, so that you recognize, oh, I'm looping, and mm-hmm. I'm looping with the negativity. So, what does this mean? So that if, do I need to say something? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a you know a path to clarity in our speaking.
0: Those are important signals.
2: And I'll, I'll just yeah. add, I guess, too. Yeah. I think I have felt that our culture at large does not have a large vocabulary around emotion, and maybe I know we we do say things. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. But sometimes I'm I'm feeling angerism and guilt, regret guilt <laughs> like it's just all this mixture and getting clear about where we're at emotionally is a process for men and women. This is just not this is not just for women. But getting the clarity is what can just help us find some words to express it to ourselves, and then that can help us then express to others where we're at and what we've you know what we've been feeling, so it doesn't have to endure.
0: You've specifically talked about in this particular item, you specifically talked about some emotions that I think a lot of us try and create distance from, like just naturally, especially in Christian culture where we believe that we should be like the savior who we believe never was angry, never got resentful, never had regrets or guilt. I don't know. Like we just feel like he just never suffered any negative emotions. And I just, I don't believe that's true. The scriptures don't teach that. And so I think there's a tendency sometimes to feel like, well, if I'm going to be like Jesus, I shouldn't feel those things. But I think that that's when we start looping because we're trying to suppress mm-hmm. and we're trying to get rid of some of these feelings that are really uncomfortable or make us sort of feel like we're not the kind of person we want to be. But they're really, I think, trying to get our attention. mm mm-hmm. trying to s- signal to us that something's off or we need to look at something a little more closely.
2: Yeah, that's great.
1: One of the keys here in... Looping through thoughts and feelings that we can't get over. One of the keys here, and this is similar to some of the other areas here. This is just a beginning. Oh yeah. That these are the signals. So these are the things that can help you identify when it's time to speak up. But that just starts you on the path. And I love so that. Then you then you have to start start to sort. Right. Like Jamie was saying, and clarify and and figure out if it's where it's coming from at where and where it needs to go. So this is just the identification of an opportunity to speak up that needs to be taken.
0: Yeah, the, these are the check engine light.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And
0: then you're That's like, I got pop way. the hood. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'm not just yeah. going to keep driving, hope it works out. Right. Yeah, This is these are signals. And I, I love that. Because I, I know for me, like, like resentment just as, a, as an emotion, I know for me, resentment is just a profound feeling of unfairness or jealousy and I, I need to look deeply at that why do i care about that what does that mean about me does it need to be fair i mean it just can open up a really rich exploration and i think even improve relationships if we stay sure. with it
1: well and as you go through that process you might find that what needs to happen is just some personal work or mm-hmm. some some communion with the lord to get some things sorted and settled and other times it will be a need to speak up to somebody that we're in
0: relationship with yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we move on to number six? Yeah. Okay. Number six, your thoughts and feelings are getting stronger.
1: Mm.
0: So this is about intensity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially when we have a tendency to kind of try to tamp things down when they show up. You can only do that for so long and then they start leaking out sideways Or, or when we think about the issue, it's no longer just the small infraction that was a problem. It just seems to magnify as it keeps getting regurgitated in our minds and in mm-hmm. our feelings and increasing intensity in intensity.
0: Do you remember that book that book that we used to have? I don't know if we still have it on the shelf. I remember seeing it, The Feelings Buried Alive Never Die.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love that phrase. What a
0: great title. Yeah. But it's so true.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm just thinking through you know, if our first instinct is to say, it's fine, it's not a big deal. Some things will go away Mm -hmm. and others won't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, They will increase in intensity. And so
2: when they don't, you know, so maybe, you know, as we're our natural inclination to just set things aside and and we do, and maybe we shift and filter pretty quickly and, and can discern a lot of those things quickly, but the ones that don't go away, yeah, obviously they're, it's, let's look at them. Let's mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. evaluate this a little bit more because it's not letting us go.
1: Well, and, and I want to add a bit of a tangent for the our women listeners. Okay, that uh, we've discussed this a little bit on our podcast. That particularly around a certain time of the month, we might find that things come up with intensity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but there is some wisdom mm-hmm. in the content, and it is very. Typical for women just to tell themselves and other people, this is not a big deal just because I'm having some hormonal experiences, so we're just going to let it go. But when it continues, when it's repeated, and it's something that needs to be spoken up about, perhaps not in that moment. Right. But the content still matters when we're noticing these signals. So when thoughts and feelings are getting stronger about it and and it might kind of bubble up in a strong way, that's just something to pay attention to.
0: Yeah, the delivery might be rough uh-huh. because there's you know body changes and things like that, but the content might only be able to sort of be excavated during that time. Uh-huh with that intensity and then you bring it back under better conditions and it will add to the strength of your relationship and your own personal well-being. Mhm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you and I I that came from Women Christian
1: Northrup. Yes. Yeah, women's
0: bodies, women's wisdom, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember that was a game changer for me just in our marriage when mm-hmm. you know, you would basically say like let's not blow this off that I was just, you know, having PMS or whatever and like I think there's something there. And when things kind of level out, like let's talk about it the rest of the month. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: If that time of a month happens to be a time when I'm more discerning in certain ways and I recognize things yeah. that need to be addressed, we can accept that and then address them in ways that are respectful and that that can have better results for everybody involved.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, but, but the intensity in, of it mm-hmm. at the time
1: that it comes up. Is something to pay attention to.
0: Right. Yeah. And sometimes that intensity can also cause a woman to feel like she doesn't have as much credibility with it or that it should be just dismissed. Oh, it's just the
1: hormones. Doesn't
0: count. Mm -hmm. And so women and men can do a lot to sort of just embrace what's real about that and then let the other stuff go. That's maybe the packaging that it came in.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. That it really is a very intuitive time. Uh Uh-huh.
0: That's the whole idea that the body is actually helping us get into wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful concept. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that uh, mm-hmm. that little additional piece there. I mm-hmm. think that, that that can be a confusing thing. So I, th- I love that you added that.
2: Yeah. Thanks, John.
0: Okay. Number seven, you use inappropriate humor to bring up your concerns.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh this is bad. a favorite. <laughs>
0: yeah. Gosh. <laughs> See, look, we're doing it now.
1: Oh, no. No, I just, well, I wanted to bring something up,
0: honey. <laughs>
2: How could I do it inappropriately? I know. <laughs> oh, this one, man, I just feel feelings of awkwardness just even thinking <laughs> about, about it. Because it's, oh, I, I just, yeah, think of the times I've myself or been with other people and someone's just made a joke to kind of say, oh, yeah, we all know so and so is like this. Or, you know, just, I don't know how it comes out, but man. If you find yourself tempted to just bring it up in a funny way or with the buffer of other people around,
1: yeah, then that might be something that you might consider doing a different way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally had an experience with this and it was in a meeting with a group of women. It was a social gathering and there was a woman there that I didn't know very well, but knew just a little bit, really strong personality wonderful woman. But I made a joke about that in this social gathering. And it wasn't until later, she brought it up that it hurt her feelings that I said that. Oh, shit. So which was awesome that she brought it up. And so that I could ha- reflect and I had a chance to reflect and go, huh, what is it? Where was that coming from? Why would I make a joke at her expense that would kind of point something out or It was teasing and I thought it was funny and like we were all in on it, but it was really hurtful to her. And it really gave me a chance to reflect on why I was, what was my level of discomfort here? What was I, what was I needing or what was important to me? And was it, and in that circumstance, there was nothing for me to speak up about other than just to go to her and apologize for being insensitive and callous and not treating her like a person. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I, this is one that we experience a lot. We just, we can make jokes and then get it out there somehow in, in the buffer of a social situation. And then the thing gets said and nobody's really sure whether it's a real thing or not. And we're all laughing. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the half joking thing, you know, where people often say like, Oh, it's just, you have to like, it's like a half joke. Yeah. Well, the other half of it,
1: Right. <laughs> right. Right. Matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, yeah. And so well, and it's only
1: a half joke because we're making light of it, but it is tied to something that is real.
0: Right. It's also half, not a joke, Uh huh. half dead serious. Yeah. And I think you owe it to yourself and the other person to, you know, sometimes we might lead in with the half joke, but then follow up on it. Mm. You know, it's, I mean, if we sort of reflexively use that as a way to soften it or buffer it, that's fine. Some of us just go there, but Don't stop there. Mm -hmm. Don't stop there. Yeah. And Jamie, you you mentioned something earlier that reminded me, Jodi, when we were first married, I think we double dated often with a couple who would often have their kind of marriage discussions and arguments with us on the double dates (laughs) because that was the only place they felt that they could talk openly. It was like a
1: safe place for them to bring stuff
0: up. So they would do it kind of joking or jab at each other and talk about things with us kind of in mixed company. But we were always like, oh my gosh, there's so much more. And you don't have to be a discerning person to know they were working out their stuff right there, but sometimes we use the safety of other people or humor to like talk about our things. And in my experience, that's not enough. It doesn't quite move the needle all the way to resolution.
1: Or give you the opportunity for the depth of connection that can come when you really address something that exactly. is a thing. Exactly. In an important relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to move past the humor and the the safety, the buffers and the things like uh-huh. that and just go in, right into those conversations. A lot of people that I work with in my practice, they'll use therapy as a place to bring things up to their partner or they'll, you know, so sometimes we need that extra support, which is fine, but stay with it, whether it's, you know, but yeah, I have to, I have to call a lot of people on the humor thing in my office, even mm-hmm. with me individually, uh-huh. It's just a normal thing. I think we we do it a lot to try and-
1: It's probably pretty cultural. Pretty We're cultural. We're not a very direct culture. Mm-hmm. I tend to be to err on the side of directness. You mm-hmm. know this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's not always met very well. We're a culture that tends to try to send the right kind of message just in a, in a bit of a sideways kind of way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And humor is one of those ways to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on to number eight then. Number eight, you are talking to others about your concern and avoiding the person you need to talk to.
2: This is huge. Huge. Yeah, in uh, pop speak, it's building an army mm-hmm. um, is oh, one yeah. thing, justifying our positions. I mean, there's various degrees and uses of this tactic. Regardless whether you're genuinely using it to problem solve, whether you're using it to You know, like I said, to build an army against somebody else, you know, to show that you're right and you're not the only one who feels this way because all these people are joining you and Mm -hmm. feeling this way about this person. I mean, regardless of the level of where it comes from, it is a great signal. If you're not talking directly to that person, why? Mm -hmm. Always have to ask ourselves that question. If if we're not talking and we're specifically here, it says avoiding the person you need to talk to. Why? Why? Because there
1: are reasons that we're not talking directly to people. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I love it.
1: And even, even when we have circumstances where we have decided that we cannot talk to people, that does not just automatically put us in the green light category of talking to everybody else about the problem. Right.
0: Yeah. And such so, a good point. if
1: we get it figured out enough. To recognize that we can't talk to the person, so it's just going to go unhandled, then that's one thing. Whether that's for a time or a permanent condition, depending on the context, that's totally then we don't have a need to talk to other people about it. We can stand in our decision with confidence. But it's the it's the the sidestep, the avoiding having the real conversation and and building an army that somehow, like Jamie said, we use it to convince ourselves that we're on the right side of the issue Mm -hmm. instead of just saying what needs to be said and handling it with, with the people that it, that it involves. Yeah.
2: As much as possible. And I, I will say for myself, I'm, I'm still working on and struggling through this to a certain degree. I'm very controlled when it comes to speaking ill. I don't do that if at all possible I'm, I'm hyper aware of it for myself. I, I can't stand gossip. I, I think it's so damaging. But at the same time, sometimes me finding my voice is, is talking through things. And so I have limited resources for that and limited on purpose. People who are very safe. My my husband is a safe person. My sister is a safe person. And I, I will go and say, you know, if, oh, I'm struggling. And I can talk through those. But even with Jody, like. Jody's standards are such that we don't go, we don't go down a rabbit hole about personal things about a person. Like it's very much, here's the issue, this is what we're working through. And I I'm so grateful for that with her. And that's I think why she's safe for me. Because I I know that I won't go down that in some kind of just emotional flood of, ugh, this person's an idiot type of thing. It's just very much, okay. This is the issue I'm working through. And, you know, and every once in a while she says, oh, is it with this person? You know, because she's discerning and she kind of knows. And <laughs> yes, and oh, I'm just struggling. And, you know, but we can keep it there. I, I guess I'm trying to just express that this isn't a cut and dry. And there there will be times that we need others. We do mm-hmm. need others to, oh, yeah. to work through things. Totally, But just be very aware why are you talking to other people be willing to ask yourself the question why you're not talking directly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are you genuinely trying to get clear about this issue
0: it's like a dress rehearsal
2: right or yeah are you just Mm -hmm. spewing venom or is that going to be
0: the dead end right yeah exactly exactly. Mm -hmm. i know i mean i grew up in a very conflict avoidant home did you know that jody
1: no, tell us more about that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're the we're the perfect pair—like yeah. super direct and super avoidant. <laughs>
2: Gosh, and we neither should... of you are on those extremes anymore at all. So it's... we've done a lot of work
0: around yeah. that with each yeah, other and and individually. But but you know, my tendency for a long time was to come home from work and you know process through issues with coworkers or with family members or other people in my life. And I had zero expectation that I would ever take it past talking to you about it (laughs) because it felt productive. Uh It felt to me like, oh, I'm handling this. Like, I really believe that. I really thought I was like working through it and somehow that would resolve it. And then nothing would change. Right. And so this whole pattern of you are talking to others about your concern. And then the key word here for me is, and avoiding the person you need to talk to and now I'm so much better at recognizing if I'm going to come to you with it, and this is a boundary you've even set, like if we're going to loop around something two or three times, you're eventually going to say like, so are you going to do something about this? Or do you want me just to keep listening to you <laughs> go on and on and on about the thing you're avoiding, right? So I think that's a good signal. The I love what you're saying, Jamie. We need people to make sense of our stuff. We need witnesses. We need a place to process and get it outside of our brain and kind of sort through it. Mm-hmm. But that cannot be the end point if it matter, if it really matters, especially to another relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number eight's a good one. That one hits close to home for me. So mm-hmm. love that one. Okay. Number nine. Last one. You feel powerless, helpless, or victimized by someone.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Those feelings, the way we see ourselves in situations, it's a good time to speak up about something. Yeah. If we're starting to feel like identifying as a victim, Mm -hmm. I I don't have any power here, then yeah, it's time to say something.
1: I had a huge learning experience around this about five or six years ago, where within a few months of each other, I had two really difficult interactions with two completely unrelated people. And, And I felt powerless and victimized by both people. But because it was Two of them, and they were completely different contexts in my life, and I was the common denominator. It was an opportunity for me to see how I was playing into it because I did not want to keep experiencing this. It was so intense on both accounts, and I was determined to not keep finding myself in this situation. And I had to look at my complete belief that I was totally victimized by these people, mm-hmm. which really opened the door to me seeing all the ways in which I contributed to the problem. And you can vouch that it was extremely helpful for me to see that and be willing to look at it because it changed. It changed me and the way I was willing to to act and talk toward people under any circumstances.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and in and in that case, you know, you recognized how you were feeding into your own kind of victimization. Yeah, and I think even for people that are true, I mean, and in both cases, of course, you know, from my experience watching how these things went down, it wasn't one sided. Like you, you, you know, they reacted strongly, but you also reacted strongly, mm-hmm. and so you learned, like, oh my gosh, I brought this on. I kept it going. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I I see my part and I can actually change the dynamic and, and not live in this way. I'm not powerless like I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And yet there are people that are truly victimized, one-sided. They did nothing. Mm-hmm. And Sweet. even then, speaking up, whether that's, you know, if you have a chance, like in an extreme sense, like in a court of law, mm-hmm. having an impact statement or something like that. Mm-hmm. But even if you just need to speak up and just say, this is absolutely not okay. I'm being you know, discriminated against, or I'm being overpowered, or I'm being ignored or disregarded or whatever it is, or hurt. If you're sensing any of that stuff, it's time to speak up. Mm-hmm. That's part of and yeah.
1: something that one of the areas that we address on the podcast is, is the, the value and importance of speaking up without using words. So that in some of these circumstances, it's not even necessarily important to form the right things to say, but just to take the right action. And that we don't need to continue to be helpless or victimized now. Yeah. And that we can take steps, whatever they are. We can sort out the words that need to be said and have those hard conversations, or we can take, take the specific steps in the right direction, even without saying anything at all. That will communicate volumes.
0: Which can be like taking space.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Just disengaging from those interactions, mm-hmm. whatever they may be at whatever level. Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: Yeah, that we don't...
0: Actions speak louder than words, right? That's yeah. the whole idea. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can send a very clear message that you're not going to just stay in the same place.
1: Yeah, but that we don't have to come from a place of powerlessness now and continue those to perpetuate that.
0: Awesome. All right, sisters, these are great. And listeners, if you want to download this again, you can go to speakupsister.net, preferably on a... Desktop or yeah,
1: for now, <laughs>
0: or a tablet until they get the bug fixed on the the iPhone browser issue. But just go on there, and you'll get a you'll get a pop up invitation to put your email address in and receive this download, this PDF download of the nine items that we talked about, mm-hmm. and then you can review them and make notes. And yeah, go ahead
1: and the podcast is just full of tons of support to address speaking up once you recognize it needs to happen. So like we've been saying, this list is just the beginning. And oftentimes when we recognize some of these steps, then we feel the fear, the fear that comes with knowing what needs to be done, knowing what needs to be said, and having it be either way out of our comfort zone, or in some ways way out of our our safety zone or our, our zone of any experience at all, or any trust that we're going to be okay on the other side. But we believe deeply that when an individual feels a need to express in respectful ways, but to communicate important information, that It's necessary and possible. And we do everything we can to provide support and strength for people who want to step into the things that are theirs to say and into accomplishing the purposes that are theirs to accomplish.
0: I love it.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: So I'm going to put you on the spot real quick as we wrap up. How has doing this podcast, Speak Up Sister, and all the great content you guys have created, how has it changed you personally in your life? your relationships?
2: For me, it has opened some cracks of hypocrisy. <laughs> I've just seen, you know, a lot of ways and it's, I'm still struggling. There are places where I still struggle deeply and I I can see lots of ways to talk about it eloquently. But when I'm faced in the situation, I don't I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I don't want to misinterpret them. And I I don't, I do want good relationships. And I, so I will find myself struggling regardless, you know, of of how much I know. However, talking about this a lot does give you, you know, some impetus (laughs) to start doing it. I've, Mm -hmm. I've, garnered a greater vocabulary personally for saying things the way i want to say them you know the more research we do on kind and effective ways for speaking up the more i go oh yeah yeah okay that last time i could have done it this way (laughs) so you know just you know working through and you know I, i still get caught up in keeping things for a while and then it all kind of floods out and then i go oh shoot if i had just been keeping up with this over time then I wouldn't have, you know, built up to it, but this is life. I'm, I'm okay with it being a process. Yeah. I'm okay with it being a journey and content with the fact that I am miles better than I was 10 years ago. Wow. So
0: that's enough. I love it. And and that you're sharing these things in real time with your audience, with, with these other women who are listening and just going along with them on the journey and practicing and discovering all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. inspiring. How about you, Jody?
1: It's really, I mean, I'm definitely with Jamie, where the more we dig in and talk about things, the more I recognize, man, I have a lot of work to do here. Which I don't know, Jeff, if you would agree with that or not. (laughs) You might be on the opposite end. (laughs) Enough, enough speaking up, honey, seriously. (laughs) I'm
0: just joking. Yeah, I'm going to start a podcast called Pipe Down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'll go over well. Yeah, yeah. I I think (laughs) you're going to be hearing a lot of speaking up about that at home.
0: (laughs) I'm totally kidding. It might have the
1: opposite effect. And that was
0: that was not an attempt at inappropriate humor (laughs) to mask real feelings. (laughs) Right. So
1: just friendly banter. Just
0: friendly banter with my wife and her sister. Goodness. Anyway, but no, Um, I actually, well, I'll I'll comment that on a minute, but I I think it's been a huge blessing to our marriage and other, anyway, carry on.
1: So, so yeah, I've just noticed all the areas where I'm not doing a good job with it. And, and some of the details that come up, I have really enjoyed the learning process that has come along with, oh, I never thought about things that way, or maybe I, I could try this and do this better and be more effective. And the part that's been the most rewarding to me is kind of having these these ideas floating around in my mind and heart and then being able to have an experience and call my sister and be like, "Oh my gosh, I did it. I was in the moment. This thing came up and yeah. I, and I said I said what I needed to say and it was compassionate and it was kind but it still set a boundary and it was amazing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and in fact we're we're beginning to launch into a whole new phase in the in the podcast that's going to give us a chance to highlight more women and their speaking up experiences Ooh, so yeah. we can just yes. um build build that more support in that community with each other and yeah. and hear from one another how that's working and and how it's looking and, and so that it can just keep empowering and snowballing.
0: Yeah, examples are so helpful. Yeah, so so helpful. So helpful. No and I and I've seen I've seen with just your relationship especially since you know you've moved here to southern Utah Jamie and you guys are living closer like watching you guys practice and apply the things you're teaching on your podcast with each other and it's been yeah. so cool to watch you both lean into hard conversations and have courage with each other and just work to improve your your own relationships with each other and your family members and I I just think it's it's so inspiring like this stuff really works and I want my listeners to know that you guys are creating a nice body of work that I think will help support anyone who wants to learn how to use their voice in a way that helps you stay congruent, keeps your integrity, gives you peace, improves your relationships, helps you stay included, involved, gives you purpose and direction. There's so many benefits from listening to and following the great counsel and advice and and stuff that you guys are sharing on your podcast. It's helped me a ton in my own life. So... I hope all of you listeners will go out there and check out their podcast at Speak Up Sister. And yes, I'm very biased. <laughs> I love both these women dearly, but I also know that they have worked hard and they're not just speaking a bunch of fluff on there. Like it's good, solid stuff that changes lives.
1: Oh, that's the hope. And yeah, thank you so much.
0: Okay. So speakupsister.net is the website and go check it out. You can find everything you need there. And make sure you get on their email list as they do announcements, because there's good things coming. And like you said, you're bringing in more voices and more experiences and just building out this huge collection of incredible resources for mm-hmm. anyone who wants to use their voice. But especially women, like this is really helping the other sisters out there just really take their place and speak up. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining me. Yeah,
1: thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you,
0: Thank you, ladies, Jamie and Jody for joining me on the podcast to talk about these nine items. Hopefully everyone, that was really helpful to you. If you want to follow Jody and Jamie and their work, you can go to speakupsister.net. You can listen to their podcast anywhere you find podcasts by the same name Speak up sister and uh, drop them a line. let them know what you liked. They're great. They'll interact with you and and uh, would love to hear from you. And of course, you can always find great resources on my website, From Crisis to Connection. I've got a free guide to help you end marriage arguments available on there. If you wanna jump on there, I'll email it to you. And also, I've got a lot of great courses, past episodes of this podcast. I do a weekly relationship column. You'll find lots of great content on the website. I'm always creating stuff and love sharing and being a part of your solution and giving you resources for your recovery, your family, and all kinds of stuff, because this is not easy, folks, right? Living in a family, living in a marriage, healing, working through stuff. There's a lot to talk about and it's my life's work and I just love being a part of it with you. And so drop me a line, let me know what's helping, what's working for you, what questions you have, feedback, concerns. I'm an open book, so let me know what you need. Thanks everyone. I look forward to hanging out with you again next episode on the podcast.